Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. And welcome to Cataway Evangelistic Ministries. I am excited. I am excited. I am excited. Um, so we have began a series called the Book of Revelation um, on social media, uh, mainly um, Facebook Live. And I wanted to talk to God about bringing it to the podcast. And um, he, God, in his, his, his wonderful, wonderful way, has um, given me the green light to just go ahead and uh, he's given me ideas and creative ideas as far as how to engage my audience abroad in the podcast uh, arena as well. So let's give God praise for that because that means what I'm teaching as God as God leads will 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 reach more people across the world, including you. And uh, give yourselves a hand in advance because I believe it's going to be something that's going to help you to uh, make up your mind about following Christ. It's going to reinforce some, if not many believers in the body of Christ, uh, about how serious this walk is. This isn't a cakewalk, per se, as far as staying with Christ, especially in perilous times. The message um, from this book called Revelation, the, the final 66 book, the final book in the Bible, it's, uh, I called it, and I'm going to continue to call it, the newspaper of the future. It's called, I'm calling it the newspaper of the future because of the events that have happened already and that will continue to happen even after Jesus' return. It speaks about the, uh, the new city in heaven and the new heaven and the new earth, the, the city of Jerusalem and, and the different beautiful uh, structures that God has built already and it has prepared for us to inherit and, and, and inhabitate when, when we get there um, after this earth and the current heaven passes away. Uh, we're going to speak about what's going to happen to Satan and his followers and how they'll be thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone. We're going to talk about um, what part the, that God's angels will uh, play in this. We're going to talk about the war that broke out in heaven uh, before the fall of Satan and his rebellion and how um, it's believed that one third of, of infinite, an, an, an infinite number, and I say infinite because uh, there's a, it's, it's a number that uh, cannot be calculated with human, human uh, intellect or, 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 or with a human mind as far as how many angels actually actually fell, it's believed that at least one-third of heaven's uh, infinite number of angels fell that day when they when they rebelled against God with Satan, the father of lies, as their leader. And what his, we're going to speak about what his name meant, what his job was uh, in heaven at that particular time before he fell, how uh, um, he, he basically gave up his right to be in heaven and how he will never enter heaven again. We're going to speak about the mark of the beast and, and how um, 
it seems like the world is gearing up for the mark of the beast 666. We're going to speak about different types of areas uh, in the world, um, continents and countries that are gearing up. Don't even They don't even know that they're gearing up for the tribulation period. Uh, we're going to speak about those that are basically destined to go through the, the tribulation period because they, they reject Christ now and they just don't know. But they will act there will be many that will answer God's call after the tribulation period, after the first round of the rapture happens. Um, and I want to say this as well. The, the, the word rapture just means to be caught up. It means to be caught up in the clouds. So just stay tuned um, for the book of Revelation and enjoy the series. God bless Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. Pray right now in the name of Jesus for my brother and my sister, Lord God. You are so beautiful, Lord God. We are still here in the land of the living. We're still here in the land of the living during these times, Lord God, where it seems as though the world is on fire. And it seems as though even right now, we have a chance at salvation. Pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that my brother and my sister will see that even I will see the time is winding down, that we need you like never before. We need you, God. We need you. I pray that as we read about you and your goodness and your mercy in this series, that we just don't see ourselves, but we see our brothers and our sisters and the need to tell them about you in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that a, a Holy Ghost boldness would rise up within us. Pray that a Holy Ghost boldness will strengthen us and help us to be strong in you and in the power of your might to help us to not be afraid to witness to those that don't know that they need you, that reject you right now. Let us not just force the word to them, but at the same time have balance where we can give them you the information in such a way that it will help we help the unbeliever realize how good you really are how amazing you really are how your love is bad, is is way better than any human being it's way better than any child any person place or thing that your love sequel is 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 not hypocritical. It's genuine. 
it bears no record of wrong. Your love is forgiving. Your love is comforting. Your love embraces in the time of sorrow. Your love is a very present help in the time of trouble. Your love soothes the brokenhearted. Help us to realize how much help the unbeliever as well to realize how much we really do need you in the name of Jesus. Let every power that's not like you be restrained and sent back and arrested and sent back to the pit of hell where it belongs in the name of Jesus never to return to us again. Try to stop our salvation, the continuance of it, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be such a power resting on us, O oh God, as we evangelize in strategic ways to our family members and others at our jobs and, and in the world, Lord God, that they that that convictions are awakened in the name of Jesus Christ. That your love is is set in, in, in where there's uh, the stony heart, God. You said in your word that you would give us a heart of compassion and trade it out instead of the heart of of stone, uh, instead of a stony heart or a heart a heart that is cold. You said that you would give us a heart of flesh, meaning compassion, instead of having a stony heart, meaning a cold and unloving stubborn heart, Lord God. You won't allow us to be like Pharaoh, but you'll help us to be loving. Help us, God, to love the unlovable, to melt away the coldness of their hearts. Melt away the coldness of our hearts, oh God. Let us not be judgmental with the delivery of the book of Revelation. It's, it's more than just fire and brimstone and telling people that they're going to hell, oh God. More than that, it's more than telling kind of people that if they don't live right, they're gonna be thrown in the lake of fire. It's more than that. This is a love letter, a call back to you, back to your love. Jesus. Who Jesus to keep you first. To show us that this really will happen to show us the dangers of following the Antichrist. Jesus. To show us the dangers of putting off salvation. How you always had the best for us, even into the end of the world, even, even in the beginning of time. Pray that as I go through this series and as I track through this series by your lead as your instrument of God, that I'm able to do it in such a strategic way that it helps the world become better in you, no matter what. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus, cover us, God. Cover, cover us, God. As we pray, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost doing something. Cover us, God. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm excited because this series has blessed my life. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. I'm going to be reading from the the version, um, the Berean Standard Bible version. I've been enjoying the word um, through this version. It, you know, this version, let me just say it like that. V-E-R-S-I-O-N <laughs> version of the Bible because it's just easy to just um, read and, 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 and hear what the Lord is saying. Um, it's, it's just fun, you know, when you really enjoy the word and you know what the word says in the King James Version, uh, exploring different other versions. Um, not too crazy about the Message Bible, though, but um, the Berean one, it's, it's, it's very, very good. Um, nevertheless, <laughs> please turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 1. I'm not going to read all of this, but I'm going to at least get down to verse 17. I'm sorry, 16. Okay. Um, at least verse 16. Well, I might as well read, read all of it. Yeah, let's go ahead and go through this because it's going to set the stage. All right. For the whole series. All right. The Bible says, <laughs> Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his, his servants what must soon come to pass. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. This is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and obey what is written in it because the time is near. John to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and was and is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has released us from our sins by his blood, who has made us to be a kingdom priest to his God and father to him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Verse seven, behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and, the, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and Omega. Verse, verse eight. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come. The Almighty. Mm, I'm getting excited. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse nine. I, John, your brother. And partner in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance that are in Jesus was on the island 
of Patmos because of the word of God and my testimony about Jesus. John is, is setting the stage as well in the, in the foundation of what he's about to reveal. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Verse 12, when I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me and having turned, I saw golden, I saw, I'm sorry, seven golden lampstands. Oh my God. And among the lampstands was one like the son of man, dressed in a long robe with a, a golden sash around his chest. The hair of his head was was white like wool and white as snow. Who Jesus. And his eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. He held in his right hand seven stars and a sharp double-edged sword came from his mouth. His face was like the sun shining at its brightest. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man, but he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the living one. I was dead, and behold, now I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and of Hades. Verse 19. Therefore, write down the things you have seen and the things that are and the things that will happen after this. Verse 20. This is the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are, are the seven churches. I thank God for the reading of verse uh, of all of the verses. I meant to say chapter one of Revelation. And now we're going to step into um, the, the the text. Stay tuned. God bless. Thank God for you. Thank God for you for tuning in to this particular series, the book of Revelation. It's a powerful book, and when we go into it, you're going to see um, some really good stuff. You're going to realize that um, the Lord is soon to come sooner than we think. Um, I want to start off by just explaining the translation of the book of Revelation or what it means. Um, it just means an uncovering, according to Strong's 602. The original text root term of the book of Revelation or Revelation is apocalypto. It's a Greek term, capital A-P-O-K-A-L-U-P. Um, I'm sorry, the Greek word is apocalypsis. That was the root term I just read. And the Greek term is apocalypsis. A-P-O-K-A-L-U-P-S-I-S. Some may wonder, what is the, the book of Revelation? 
it's important to note that it is a post-apocalyptic prophetic book that Jesus Christ himself reveals to the then-known prisoner of the island named Patmos. Patmos is now known as Turkey. The name of the prisoner of the of the Patmos prison is John. He was called a prisoner because he was exiled to the island of Patmos for punishment. It is believed that John was sent to Patmos for testifying about Jesus Christ in the first century AD during the rule of the Roman emperor Domitian in Revelation 1 and 9. Um, Domitian, um, his name is D, capital D-O-M-I-T-I-A-N. And uh, I just wanted to cite Revelation 1 and 9. It says, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and Laodicea. It's important to note that as a sidebar that John knew exactly where he was when he began to write by instruction. He stated that he was in the spirit. In other words, he was fully conscious while God, while God allowed him to be in the spirit realm. He was fully conscious. That means he wasn't asleep. He was fully sober, meaning he was not in he wasn't drunk or, or under the influence of any type of, of, of sedative or any type of alcohol or strong drink. He was fully sober. He was fully sound in his mind, meaning he was he was not crazy. He was not out of his mind. And, and he was he was thinking um, he was thinking and intellectual. He was able to process what he saw and he was able to interact and, and, and rightly divide the word of truth as God gave it to him. Um, and and, and, and the, the beautiful thing was, as, as, as the Lord Jesus was giving it to him, he was not giving it. And you can note this. He was not giving it in parables or mysteries. He was literally showing him and telling him um, what it is. When Jesus spoke in parables, it was for the, the disciples back then so that they can understand what was going to take place after Jesus died. And now Jesus Christ is in his glorified body revealing to to uh, John what will take place and what is taking place. When Jesus was in the earth, he, he, he proclaimed the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now Jesus Christ is still saying that. He, he was saying that then before he died and then he was saying it after he died to John the Revelation, Revelator in his resurrected body. He took John in the spirit uh, by, by instructing an angel to escort him. He 
the angel escorted him to the Lord in the spirit and and uncovered who Jesus really is in description, physically, what he saw. And you'll see it in a a little while. And it's, it's very beautiful. I just wanted to say that, that he was that that. John was not under the influence of any type of drugs. He could, he was able to understand and he was not asleep and he was not drunk. Okay. By contrast, the apostle Paul stated that sometimes he wasn't sure if he was in the spirit or not. And it could have been because he was mostly transported. Paul was mostly transported as a prisoner while God was using him to bring forth divine words and revelation. Um, John was physically stationary while receiving revelation for the Lord, while as though Paul was transported in the spirit realm and physically transported on boats and ships and different types of places while he was preaching the gospel and teaching the gospel. Paul was, 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 you know, Paul did not physically walk with Jesus per se, um, but Jesus revealed himself in the book of Acts chapter 9 um, to help Paul understand that he was, he was doing things the wrong way. He was trying to say he was doing things in the name of God, like persecuting the church, when, but when Jesus himself in, this, in the realm of the Spirit uh, confronted him, then he had to change and he did change. He received the power of the Holy Spirit. He had zeal, but not according to knowledge. Now, here we are again, Jesus Christ himself revealing himself, revealing who he is, revealing um, the mysteries of God through John in the spirit realm again. But this time, John already submitted his life to the Lord. He had already given his life to the Lord. And he but he was he was under arrest and imprisoned by the island called Patmos. I can only imagine how beautiful that island is and was. Now it's important to note this as well that um, Paul was offered up to death so that he may testify about the goodness of Jesus to repentance in, in 2 Corinthians 12 and 3. Um, however, John was offered up to Patmos to potentially still die. But God utilized that time to reveal himself. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for his good. And the seven churches were addressed. They were addressed in a way that embodies the judgment of the, the church of God, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. And when you think and you look and you across the spectrum of the church world today, 
one of these categories we fall in. And God, he's so gracious that he gave this revelation to Paul way before, way before Jesus Christ returned. And Jesus Christ has not returned yet, but he gave this to us so that we could um, look at it and, re and, and be birthed with conviction to say, hey, I just can't live the way that I think I can live and get away with it and, and just do things loosely and think God doesn't care. God is addressing us now through people like me and others. He, just like he used John, he is using us as instruments, preachers and teachers and leaders as instruments, those that really love him, to be a, a, a clarion call for those that are looking at the conditions of the world and saying, God forgot about us. Or you're saying, God isn't coming back. Or you're saying, uh, God changed his mind. No, 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 no. The, the events that are going on in the world, you should look at that and say, hey, time is really winding up. God allows current events to happen to be time markers to echo his voice. And what he's saying and what he's always been saying is, hey, I'm coming back. Don't forget about I'm coming back. Hey, get out that person's bed. I'm coming back. Hey, 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 stop doing that. I'm coming back. Hey, hey, don't treat your body any type of way. Remember what I said? Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. No, ye not. I'm coming back. And he and and the template is some it's a beautiful template. He uses these seven churches that surround Turkey to um to help us realize what type of condition and symptoms the church would be under in the last days. We are part of the last days. We are in this prophecy indirectly. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I say indirectly because we are Gentiles before we were engrafted in to this. Now we have a cup at the table of Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going to happen to America. America's not, the pastor said it before, America's, America um, is not in, in the Bible. It's not in any of these prophecies. But the countries that are around us, like Africa, Russia, um, that are at war right now, Israel, they are a part of this prophecy. And of course, Turkey. They are a part of these prophecies, these end time prophecies. Right now, America is a super country, but it is not in directly in these prophecies in the Bible, in the word of God. Amen. I used to think it. I used to say, hey, I guess we're, we're Babylon. Nope, we're not even Babylon. We are uh, Gentiles, but we don't know what's, what's going to happen to America. America is, and you can see what's going on in America. America is on a downslope. 
from any convictions of Christ at all. If if we don't turn back to the Lord, we are slated. And I'm saying we, I'm saying humankind. I'm not talking about the covenant that we have with the Lord. I'm talking about humankind. We're slated for destruction. We're slated for destruction if we don't turn back to God. If we don't turn back to God as a nation. Uh, I wasn't wasn't planning on saying all of that. Um, But um, the seven churches here, we have Ephesus. It's important to note that Ephesus, um, you know, was one of those churches that was dear to um, Paul's heart. God used Paul to write to Ephesus previously. That's where the book of Ephesians was birthed. Ephesus is also mentioned with multiple times within the word of God. It's mentioned in Acts uh, chapter 18, verse 19, Acts chapter 18, verse 21, Acts chapter 18, verse 24, Acts 19, verse 1, Acts 19, verse 17, Acts 19, and, and verse 26, Acts 19 and 35, Acts 20 and 16, Acts 20 and 17, Acts, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 15 and 32, 1 Corinthians 16 and 8, Ephesians 1 and 1, and uh, 1 Timothy 1 and 3, and so forth. Um, and also in 2 Timothy, um, what was I saying? I'm sorry. So when we look at Ephesus, you can see that the Lord cares. He cares. He cares. Um, Ephesus is one of those churches uh, that I believe that Paul wrote to, um, but somehow the letter got lost and then found again and then published. Uh, Paul wanted to visit Ephesus, um, but he wrote to them, um, to address what was going on in the flesh and to kind of help them understand the works of the flesh versus the works of the spirit, which is which is found in Ephesians, I believe, chapter. Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, that I'm talking about the Church of Galatia. Ephesians was the book where Paul spoke about the conditions of of the church, but he still did write to them and the letter still did, uh, did get lost, but he, he, he wrote to them, um, to, to explain how God was so faithful and he wrote to them, um, to let them know that there are spiritual blessings that God wants to lavish on them, um, according to his, the riches of his grace through the blood and the forgiveness of our sins. Um, and he, he explains how he lavished his, his wisdom and understanding and how God desires to, to, to reveal the mystery of his good pleasure to them. And, and Paul goes on to explain about spiritual wisdom and how it's important to know um, that God desires to enlighten the eyes of their heart and to, uh, to, hold, to, to hold fast to the hope of his calling, you know, um, and he wanted to let the Ephesian church know um, that you were dead in your trespasses. However, the spirit of the Lord has come to quicken you. Um, 
and it's important that they don't be conformed to the ways of this world, which is ruled by Satan, the power. He is called the power of the air and the spirit um, that now works in the, the children of disobedience. He said, come out from among them. And, and Paul also explains that we are to be um, one in Christ. Um, just like he did with the church of Philippi and Philippians or said to them, he was basically saying, um, you, you, we are to, to walk in the spirit, um, not in the flesh. He was basically saying, don't get so caught up in circumcision and uncircumcision. He was basically saying, you're saved whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised because of the blood of Christ. Amen. He wanted to explain how Christ is that chief cornerstone. He explained that um, the how the mystery of the gospel has been revealed to the Gentiles, which are those that are not um, chosen Israel, but are now chosen Israel through the blood of Jesus Christ. He was basically saying the mysteries of Christ are now revealed to us. And he wanted to let them know that um, to, to, to dwell, let Christ dwell in their hearts by the faith of God. And then he also wanted to let them know that they are to be rooted and grounded in love. Let love abide. Let love. I'm going through Ephesians like this for the church of Ephesus because they are the actual church that was written. You know, they are. Paul actually wrote about them. You know, he explained in chapter five to be imitators of God. Therefore, as beloved children and to walk in love, just as Christ walked in love, he said to be children of the light. He said, for you were once in darkness, but now you are the light. Uh, you are now in the light and walk in that light of the Lord. He, he said that you have access of the, you know, of the fruit to the fruit of the light that consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. He said, test and prove what pleases the Lord. He said, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness. He was basically saying, you're, you're changed. You're new. This is why I love the Berean Bible. It's, 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 so, it's so easy to use this to teach. He was speaking about the, the, how God has made a new template in the covenant, the new covenant of Christ, how the wives are to submit, rightfully submit to their husbands as the husbands are to submit to the Lord. He was basically saying, just as you submit to the Lord, submit as to your husbands um, as such, because he is that Godhead. He represents the Christ. He represents Christ, the head of Christ. And also he explains how we as husbands are to love our wives as we, as Christ loves the church. Uh, you can find that in uh, the book of Ephesians chapter five as well. And then he, 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 he wraps the book of Ephesians up with speaking about the armor of God. Uh, and, and, and here's a good one explaining how children are to obey their parents in the Lord and how it's, it's right for them to obey 
um, their parents. You know, how we are to honor our father and mother. You know, I, I look at this scripture, I want to say real quick, um, a little bit more deeply because now I understand that just because I'm 18 and above, I am supposed to still honor my father and mother and not be dis disrespectful. Amen. He basically said that we got to put on the full armor of God. He goes through the different portions of the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the the belt of truth and the preparation of the gospel of peace that is to be wear, worn on our feet. And then he gives a final uh, final salutation to Tychicus, his brother, T-Y-C-H-I-C-U-S, um, who is a faithful servant in the Lord. Uh, I just wanted to, and then he leaves them with um, the balm of peace in the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father. I wanted to just go through that quickly because, again, the book of Ephesians is actually in the Bible. Um, and that was the address to that church. And then God also will address Smyrna uh, in, in, the, in Revelation chapter 1. He addressed Smyrna. And it's important to understand who Smyrna and what Smyrna is. Smyrna is located within modern-day Izmir. Izmir, it's a city that's um, continuously being inhabited for centuries, even up till now. It's called, Smyrna is called the ancient city and was largely absorbed into the city Izmir. And as such, there are remnants of the ancient city, um, of uh, remnants of the ancient life throughout that city. Um, again, this city is now called Izmir. I-Z-M-I-R I-Z-M-I-R um, <clears throat> And it seems as though They still have ancient remnants That represented Smyrna Back then, today um, Then there's Pergamum The, the city of I, I believe it's also called Pergamus As well, Pergamus um, It's spelled P-E-R-G-A-M-U-M it's all is only mentioned twice in the New Testament, um, one in Revelation um, one in one and one eleven and again in Revelation chapter two and twelve through thirteen. But it was one of the most important cities of the Greek East, um, the Greek Eastern civilization under the Roman rulership. Part of the city was perched um, on, uh, a top, uh, or, or was built on, um, something, uh, a city called Acropolis, A-C-R-O-P-O-L-I-S, which rose, their buildings rose to, the city rose to at least, or the buildings rather, or the building that they built back then rose to at least 900 feet. A lot of their, uh, I guess, um, main buildings rose to at least 900 feet, uh, or their, uh, the places that they lived as well rose to at least 900 feet. Um, Thyatira, it wasn't too much information on this uh, per se. Um, uh, this is now called the district of Akhisar in Manisa. Again, it's this is near Turkey. Um, and then the next church that got addressed was Sardis. Um, 
it Sardis was the ancient city, uh, this is, which is now located in the Manisa province as well in western Turkey. It's near the modern town of Sart, S-A-R-T. It lies at the foot of Bozdag, the Bozdag Mountains, and at the edge of the fertile plain of the Gediz River, G-E-D-I-Z River. And then there was Philadelphia, the Philadelphian church. Um, the modern town, this is now called Al, I'm going to say this right, Alha Sahir. Alha Sahir. Capital A L A S E H I R. Alha, Alha Sahir, Turkey. It is known as the Christian Church in Philadelphia. It was the sixth of the seven churches in Asia Minor written about the book of Revelation. These were Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Laodicea, and Philadelphia. Okay, and finally, I have I have Philadelphia and Laodicea switched. I, I think Philadelphia should have been last in my list of um, just laying the foundation of these different churches. <laughs> and if I'm going too fast, you can always re, re, uh, rewind this this recording, okay? And I'm almost there for this particular segment. Uh, Laodicea, it was located in the Hellenistic regions of Korea and Lydia, which later became the Roman province of Phrygia Pacatiana. I think I said that right. Pacatiana. It is now near the modern city of Denizli. Denizli. It's it, it's it's still there, but now it's called the province of Phrygia. P H R Y G I A. Second word. Paken Paketiana P A C A T I A N A. Ooh, that was hard. <laughs> Again, it's important to note that John wrote this under the instruction of the Lord. This 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 book of Revelation. Okay. He was used to help establish and continue the establishment of the new covenant of Jesus Christ in 1 AD okay later on you're going to see I have another abbreviation for AD which is (laughs) ADBROC I call it the century after the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ the reason that this book was written originally was to inform its reader of the bright future ahead for the church and those who choose to live for Christ. It was written as a tool of hope for the dark world and its existence. It was written to also confirm and complete the prior 65 canonized books and scripture. Okay. One day we're going to cover, I guess before I wrap this up, um, the purpose of the Apocrypha and why these 66 books were included. I think I'm going to do it at the end because it will shed light on why God said do not add or take away from these prophecies because parts of Israel some Jews which are the God's chosen people in the, be- in the beginning outside of us believed 
believe in the New Testament, but many don't. Many Orthodox Jews do not believe in the Old Testament, including Revelation. Some believe, I'm sorry, in the New Testament. I said the New Testament, right? I thought I said the Old, but anyway. Um, some do, and some don't. I'll say it like that. Some believe in all of the Bible except for Revelation. Ooh, what a disservice that is, right? And again, we covered in this segment that also um, the book of Revelation was written in Patmos. I want to speak about Patmos before I wrap this up. I think I'm going to stop here, okay? But Patmos was beautiful in its nature. It is it was remote in nature and used for isolation. Patmos is currently named Turkey. We said that earlier. The population of Turkey now, according to a 2023 census, is 85,816,199 people. This was taken last year around June. Okay. The the Turkey population is equivalent to 1.07% of the total world population. That's really big. Turkey ranks number 18 in the list of countries um, that are basically overpopulated. Okay. It's important to just know that this book called Revelation is more, okay, as I close, than just gloom and doom it's not a gloomy book i just want to say that to you okay it's not a gloomy book it's a it's a it's a glorious book this book is a real treasure book it completes all of the prophecies that were ever spoken of in the bible and beyond it confirms every prophetic word that will ever be preached under the fivefold ministry umbrella and 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 the and abroad, every prophecy that was spoken of from Genesis all the way up to Revelation and beyond, it reconfirms the relevance of the church and its unity. It echoes God's voice of victory for the bride of Christ, and it uncovers the truth of the church, militant and church triumphant. I know I covered a lot here. I know I covered a lot here. And I pray that this did not bore you. But this is exciting to me. Because to know that this is not it. After everything we go through. Just to know this is not it. I pray that this gives you hope. Stay tuned for... A salvation call. God bless. I pray that this series blesses your socks off. The book of Revelation, again, like I said in, in the recording, it's a precursor. It's a, it's a newspaper of the future. It's an echo call to strengthen our relationship with the Lord. Keep him first in our lives and to just ask him to come into our life. If you have not asked the Lord into your life, according to Acts 2 and 38, I invite you to say this prayer with me, which is just saying, Lord, 
I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were buried for me. And I believe that you rose up again on the third day for me. And that you're going to come back for me. I'm sorry for every sin that I've ever committed. Knowingly and unknowingly. Come into my heart. Live within me. I need you. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you were genuine, that is the start of your salvation. The next part is to be baptized in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, every one of you. To repent is to be turn away from the worldliness, turn away from sin, and turn to God in, in everything that he has to offer. Turn to holiness. Turn. That's what this book is also about. It's saying turn or this is what's destined for you if you don't turn. And if you are genuine and the turn is real, God will fill you with his spirit and you are saved. You're saved. The next is actually getting into a Bible-based church. I invite you to the Church of the Redeemed of the Lord where Bishop Jerome Stokes is pastor in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, the address is 4321 Old York Road, Baltimore, Maryland, 21212. I've been there for about, I don't know, 25 years now. Almost, uh, I'm thinking back, almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years in, in 2026. We're two years away. <laughs> but I've been there that long. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will take this seriously. In Jesus' name. If you're in a backslidden state, just say, Lord, I'm sorry for the, the place that I lost in you. Cleanse me, wash me, redeem me, live in me again, reestablish my steps. Make every crooked way that's in my life straight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, and I pray that this segment of Petaway Evangelistic Ministries, wherever you are in the world, was a blessing to you. Be blessed. Speak to you soon.